Uh, yeah, and it's James Green with Alex Bullock. We are here live at the Continuity and Resilience Today conference, part of preparing for the unexpected. Our first guest today, I'm very excited. This morning's keynote speaker, Kevin Newman. Kevin, thank you for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, you had uh, an interesting speech today, Lessons from Disasters, Past, Present, and Future. Tell us what, uh, what led you to talk about that topic. Um, I think we've all been through um, probably the, the, you know, the biggest emergency of our lives in Ontario, the COVID yeah. uh, pandemic. And um, I think part of what motivated me was I, I haven't seen very many people do after action reports on it, lessons learned. And I think that there's a tremendous opportunity because, you know, millions of people had to be mobilized and moved and guided through um, a, a significant emergency. And some things worked, some things didn't. And um, the things that didn't worried me um, because um, in, in my view, as a, as a journalist who's worked for four decades covering national and international news, uh, I think the, the opportunities for emergency preparedness and management are only going to get more common. Absolutely. And some of those things that didn't work, what are the, some things uh, that you saw maybe at the community level? or yeah, the, you know, the city level, the family level, what were some of those things that troubled you? Um, I think the structure of the response through the public health agencies and the way that they were structured seemed to inform everything. So if there were 34 separate public health agencies in Ontario, which there were, yep. each one had its own website, each one had its own policies, each one had its own meetings. There was coordination you know, at, at, at the center but the authorities seem to be driven down, which I suppose makes sense if you're dealing with fires and, and localized uh, challenges. But the challenges of the future, you know, pandemics, cyber attacks, uh, potentially, um, you know, uh, limited, hopefully, nuclear war are the kinds of, 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 of emergencies that, um, in, in my view, I think, um, are not well served by over decentralization because what you had was you had you had one threat in all of Ontario and you had 34 independent agencies trying to handle it and so it became like a hunger games yeah you know it be, it, 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 it became like where can i get tested sudbury i've never been there let's drive to sudbury yeah. right and the same for vaccines right i can get you know i can get a vaccine if i'm you know which i was 60 um, here but if i cross this road i can't get it there and, and I think that undermined the public's confidence that someone had this under control. And I think it, 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 it helped um, people lose confidence that we are prepared for emergencies. Yeah, I think we certainly saw that in the United States when the vaccine was rolling out. Each state had uh, different supplies. Right. Each state had different. So if you were 70 in Florida, you could get it, but you had to be 75. Right, but in Ontario, which is like yeah. a state... You know, you had then 34 other jurisdictions yeah. and in emergency preparedness in Ontario, uh, like, you know, Canada doesn't have its FEMA. Mm -hmm. Canada uh, uh, doesn't have an organization that controls it. So emergency preparedness in this jurisdiction is 10 localized areas, yep. multiple municipalities, multiple tribal councils. All of them have their own emergency preparedness plan. But when there's a single emergency, yeah. um, I, I, I'm not sure it's purpose fit right now. 
Agreed. It certainly makes sense if you have a fire in one building, right. something hyper-local. Right. But to your point, as we're seeing these wider and wider incidents that cut across towns, cities, boroughs, states, yeah. there's, there's not a mechanism in place. No, and I, I think the lack of a FEMA in Canada and a, and a federal authority uh, is huge. Like, There's nobody picking up the phone and going, you do this, you do this, you do this. Everybody in multiple municipalities is saying, who do we get to do this? And so that that has me worried. Yeah. So how do we change that? Because you get the federal government saying one thing, well, everyone, you know, we don't want to step on your toes. But then you get the people who own those toes are saying we want you to get involved. And yet they don't. Well, in my speech, I, I, I look to the war in Ukraine as an example, oddly enough. And the way that they have handled perhaps the worst emergency imaginable, which is an invasion by a hostile force. And the way they have done it is not worrying about that stuff. They have created a way of crowdsourcing information so that all citizens through various apps on their phones uh, are able to access the latest briefings, uh, the latest spin, um, the latest um, uh, understanding of where the air raid sirens are happening. So the, the uh, bureaucracies and organizations that are created to manage emergencies, in my view, can take a lesson from the way the Ukrainians have done. And all they're trying to manage is what civilians and volunteers are already doing. So when they have power outages, like they do right now, it's not the power utility sending out people to investigate. They have the ability to crowdsource information to say, here's where the problem is, this is the magnitude of the problem, and then they can uh, divert resources to it. Um, I think too often, we try to solve all the problems ourselves within our silo. And, and that is not what Ukraine is doing. And I think it's a big reason why they're being so effective at like, everyone goes, oh, the power's out in a major city. Oh, wait, it's back, you know? And, and the reason isn't, isn't because they're any better at fixing stuff. It's because they're better at the information management flow and aren't working, in my view, within information silos. It's, it's kind of like getting rid of all the, the middle, all right. the middle tiers that want right. All and and creating units that are responsible for reporting to the command structure. Hey, here's what people are seeing, as opposed to here's what we have determined ourselves. Now, I'm just curious. You you've reported on a lot of disasters, traveled around the world. Were there any disasters or situations that really impacted you personally? Well, I was at the San Francisco earthquake, which is a long time ago, um, and that was um, that was sort of my biggest um, disaster of that kind, because an entire city was in the dark for over a week. Um, planes couldn't land. You didn't know which bridges, which roads were safe to travel on. So to be able to report in that kind of environment where, you know, you had to go out and collect the imagery in that era because there weren't cell phones to do it for you, um, that, that was an eye-opener. And, and um, it taught me, I guess, that um, you have to be more self-reliant than you could possibly imagine in those kind of situations. And, and ever since then, I've been a, you know, my wife says I'm a bit of a catastrophist, but <laughs> I, 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 I also think, okay, where's the water supply? Do we have enough cans of food? You know, do I have enough to get through, you know, three or four weeks of whatever the world might throw to us that, that, we, that we don't know? So I, I think that, that changed me personally to being more proactive about my, you know, my personal preparedness. 
do you think do you think we all need to be a little bit more proactive? Oh. 100%. Instead of relying on somebody else or something else. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think the American authorities are doing a little better job than the Canadian ones are in that, um, you know, um, the Department of Homeland Security has news conferences where they say, get ready. Yeah. You know, um, President Biden, in some cases, has called in the top 100 CEOs of companies and said, get your cyber shields up. So, yes, I think I think we do. I, I think, you know, um, in, in, in places in the states that are accustomed to frequent hurricanes and tornadoes, People are accustomed to that. In Canada, we're not. You know, uh, we, we get floods. We get occasional earthquakes. They're not as devastating. You know, snowstorms are our big thing. And, <laughs> and, and people prepare for those with snow tires. But whether or not they are thinking that, you know, that cyber attack that, you know, brought down the satellite infrastructure of Ukraine could leach over into systems in North America, I don't, I don't think anybody's really thinking that way yet. Having to drive to another city to find out whether or not I can get a vaccine shot because of a government bureaucratic structure, um, then that will inform our reporting. Um, you know, I, I'm now retired, so I can be a little more pointed in my criticism, <laughs> and, and that's very freeing for me. Yes. But um, um, you know, I think I, I, I think I think all those things you mentioned are actually endemic to reporting, and I don't trust a reporter who says, you know, I'm unbiased because we're human beings. You can't possibly be. Exactly. Yeah. How do you work around it? Um, you learn to recognize your own bias. Um, and um, <clears throat> and you, uh, you don't use the kind of language that is necessarily um, directly advocating something. Like, the government has to fix this is not what you want to hear a reporter saying. Right. What you want to hear a reporter saying is, here are some really bad problems. <laughs> and you know they might want to take a look at this right so it's 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 in the way that you phrase it um but you are always choosing what to sh shine your lens on so in that sense you 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 are being biased uh, but um that's why i think you have to be self-aware as much as you can be of great i know you have a tight schedule yeah so thank you going. yeah so thank you so much thank for you very much us, i enjoyed the conversation thanks, thanks. take care Thanks for questions, guys. They're great. Have a great day. Safe travels. I will. Yeah, it's snowy. <laughs> we know how to handle that. <laughs> so that was Kevin Newman, uh, kind of a celebrity up here in Canada, that's for sure. Uh, he's been on a global national. He's been, uh, well, lots of news stuff, including ABC, uh, Good Morning America. Yeah. So it's really good to have him here. Um, you know we're live. You know we're live because we <laughs> had some technical difficulties.